Welcome to Godfellas, the small group that won't try to hold your hand during devotions. I'm Mrs. Hannah. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Mr. Jimmy. And this is this is a first for us. We're doing more of a topical episode. This is a first. It is, yeah. I trying to remember our our world. That well, we I think in. this is the first that there hasn't been. Like, I'm sick, by the way, everyone. But uh, I also work at a preschool where I like yell, not yell, but I speak loudly all day. So yes, please tell, yeah. please tell our audience <laughs> that you yell at children. All day no, I I speak. You know, you can't. <laughs> sometimes you can't say put that down quietly. Yeah, Hannah, um, I have a Zach story after the fact for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a it, you know that that's a good youth group story too. Um. But no, uh, we've always done like, we want to talk about this. Here's our movie segue. I've wanted to do a youth group episode for so long, and there's not been a good, there's no good like youth group romance movies or whatever. So I was looking for a way to talk about it. And then somebody was like, have you heard Youth Group Chronicles? And I was like, I, the show that I see on TikTok all the time. And they're like, listen to it. I think you might like it. And I was like, oh, this show's really, really good. And it's funny, and it's kind of like everything that I like also. Like, funny, silly, not afraid to, like, make fun of some of the things that need to get made fun of. And so, folks, I am so excited and honored to have the host with us. He's a really incredible host. He really puts on a great show. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up, even if you're driving for Mr. Sam Moss. Hey, what's up, guys? Appreciate you having me here. It's an honor to have you here. It's like we're a real show now. So. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys, you guys definitely have it down. You guys are a real show prior to today. Don't worry about it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, he has ads. He has sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I emailed Sam a while ago about, would you want to be on our show and send the schedule? And he's like, I haven't seen any, any of these movies. I was like, nobody has. So, no. <laughs> so luckily we had the, the segue to... Uh, to, to talk about this based on your podcast, which uh, what made you want to start Youth Group Chronicles? Oh, man, um, it was really just a sitting in a living room kind of moment where it was like, you know, it would be hilarious if someone started this. I think we were talking with a couple of friends about just stupid things that have happened in youth group or funny stories that we've heard from others. And I'm like, man, I feel like someone could start a podcast about this. And <laughs> I'm traditionally someone who's like going and just doing things. And uh, I'm like, man, I, I know how to do a podcast. I could do this. So uh, I just really hit the ground running and uh, haven't looked back. Nice. So is this your first or had you done other podcasts prior? Um, so my day job, I own a, a web development company. And awesome. uh, yeah, so I have been doing a, a B2B marketing podcast. And, been, and then before that, a small business um, kind of like highlight podcast. So I, I have a few years experience. Um, neither of those really had the goal to grow a huge audience like this. It was more of a, a networking podcast to network with business owners and, and marketers. And um, it, it certainly taught me uh, podcasting skills and you know how to dot your I's and how to cross your T's. Um, but this is a very different venture, but at least I have uh, you know a little bit of experience in my back pocket. Right, right. <clears throat> no, that's awesome. Um, so you've done a, 
I think it's 40 episodes now of your show, season three. Yeah, we are in we are in the 40s now. That's yeah. wild. Is there a story yeah. that like stands out to you as like the all time? This is the best. Uh, there was one. I think it's probably my most popular TikTok video, but it has stuck with me even before posting <laughs> it. You guys may have seen it, but uh, there was this youth group. They were out playing paintball, and uh, <laughs> you you probably remember this. Great start. Yeah, yeah, yeah great start. And one kid was wearing one boy. Uh, I think he was like 15 years old. Was wearing cargo shorts. And one of his youth leaders shot this kid in the crotch, but it went up his shorts. <laughs> How? Hit him, hit him in the crotch. Yeah, because he was wearing shorts. The, the paintball, yeah. but it didn't pop. So the kid panicked, right? <laughs> and he reached down to like check what happened and make sure he was all right. But he felt the loose paintball in his shorts and he passed out because he thought one of his nuts was loose. Oh, no. and then he just kept getting shot but he was he was passed out and uh i i have to say i probably would have done the same thing yeah that's oh my wild goodness. That's it was like a red paintball that, <laughs> yes oh <laughs> oh my goodness yikes yeah. wow that's like almost a miracle that it didn't break <laughs> i don't know how it how it didn't to be honest yeah i have not been shot with a paintball that hasn't broken i know it's <laughs> kind of common but that one wow. was just crazy that is bananas yeah, that's, you know, what's crazy, though, is I feel like I know a few, my own personal as well, but like a few Christian group paintball stories. So that's incredible that I can mm. like add it to the ranks of yeah, add that Christians one. And that paintball. one is like, absolutely <laughs> crazy. That one, yes, is well up there. Hannah, didn't you get shot by your boss I like, did. at a paintball <laughs> event with like the church one time? Yeah, I was in a uh, traveling creative arts group and we went to the West Coast for a week. And their camp was like in the mountains near like Big Bear Lake in California. So that's already at like a much higher elevation than where we had been traveling on the East Coast. I think it was like 7,000. I think the bottom of the camp was around 7,000 feet elevation wise. Um, And everything was on an uphill, including the paintball like field. So add that it's the middle of the summer in California and we've been traveling all summer so we're like we're exhausted um and i i'm just I, i'm terrified of a lot of things mostly everything definitely pain so i was like in the middle of the paintball game like i shouldn't be here like i need to i need to get out and i was already fighting with the guy that was like running the paintball course because i tried to ask him what like the pain of a paintball like hitting you felt like and he was like well, children get hit and they're fine. And I was like, I know I'm a grown woman, but <laughs> no, it hurts. <laughs> you don't hurts. have to do this to me. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was like, why don't I? I was like hiding behind one of the shields at the top of the hill. And I was like, the only way for this particular game to end is if I get hit. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like take myself out. And the, I think the thing was, you just like stand and put your, your gun in the air and then it's like okay she's out of the game and literally as i turn to stand my boss is like within five feet of me (laughs) shoot me like he shot me in the chest and i just like burst into tears right in front of him (laughs) yeah because like yeah it's like we're all having fun and then he shot you in the like yeah and then i worked for him for two more summers so that tells a lot too about (laughs) isn't that most stories like a youth pastor does something sketchy and everyone's like trapped you guys want to hear something sketchy? Absolutely. Yeah, I have another paintball story. I don't think I don't think we've posted this one anywhere yet. I I know it's on a podcast episode somewhere, 
so you may have heard it if you were listening to the show but uh there was let me th- think back so these leaders were doing announcements at youth group and i don't think the youth pastor was there and they uh so one leader would get on stage to do the announcements and every time they would mess up or say something wrong someone in the back of the auditorium would shoot them with a paintball gun like over what? the kids heads. oh no <laughs> i guess the pastor found out about it, it was like furious yeah. but i'm like what oh and they didn't have a mask on that was the yeah. other thing the people on stage oh. did not have a mask <laughs> yikes uh, don't no. do that folks oh no no, don't. <laughs> no. i don't even yikes. know how you get away with that because like it's gonna know. leave a mess <laughs> like it, <laughs> there's no way around it uh-huh. uh so sam and actually uh because jimmy you're a pastor so I'm i'm just really curious um Having done the show, what would you say is like, uh, obviously kids go to youth group to like learn about Jesus and stuff like that. But what would you say? Like the real point, why do you think kids go to youth group is the real question? I think a lot of it has to do let's, so let's go like the non-save kids and then save kids. The, yeah. the first we'll go with a kid that isn't growing up in church. I would say it has to do with like their peers a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. So here their friend will hop on a bus and go to youth group. And then it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do that too. I'm bored on a Thursday night. Let's go. And then they get introduced to the gospel. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do with just like, it's a hangout spot. So you better capitalize on it. Um, sure. I would say for the save kids, <laughs> either their parents are dragging them there or uh, they really actually want to like pursue God. And this is like some with the age group of teens and, and other uh, kids that are their age. Um, they actually want to do it. So it's kind of like three different categories. Um, hopefully it's the one where they actually want to pursue God, but it's not always <laughs> right. the case. Right. Sure. And Jimmy, that's actually how you like came to be a pastor, right? Yeah. Around about, yeah, it was on like just going to Friday nights once again, because my pastor would go to Friday nights. So I was like, yeah, I like doing all the things that he does. So I want to do that too. So yeah, it was a fun a fun hangout spot and i was i was just a, a church rat growing up you know tuesday night music wednesday night kids club friday night teen group and then saturdays often you'd have like a regional thing and then sunday church so yeah like you said sam it's definitely a hangout spot and your friends are there too so it's it's something that we do on the other side need to capitalize on for sure mm-hmm. well the poll was always like definitely your friends from school are going to have a better time here than like sitting in the service on Sunday, like mm-hmm. singing songs that they're like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like it's a great introduction have... to church for yeah, someone who abs- isn't familiar. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, Sam, you specifically, cause you started a podcast about it. What <laughs> was your personal youth group experience like? Um, my personal youth group experience, uh, we went to, so our church that I grew up at, until I was probably 16 or 17. And then we moved uh, to New York. They didn't even have a youth group. It was pretty small. Um, so we wow. went to a church in town where it was kind of like a youth group collective, to be honest. I would say five or six churches were rev- It was a small town. So like not yeah, every yeah. church had a youth group. And uh, I would say f- probably five or six churches were represented uh, at this church. And it was, um, you know, not extremely spiritually deep for sure. It was more of the fun and games. Um, and then when i was in my final year of my senior year of high school we moved um to new york or we didn't move but we you know started attending a church up here and they had a, a really solid youth group that i uh it's i didn't want to go to because sure. i was just about to graduate and all the people i wanted to be friends with 
were youth leaders. So I'm like, dang, if I, I'm new to this church, if I try to go to this youth group, then like, they're going to think of me as a youth group kid, but I'm actually just one year younger than all these people. But mm-hmm. I did end up going, uh, you know, solid spirit filled youth group. And, uh, they teach you the Bible, which is, you know, important, not all fun and games, which, uh, you know, it's fun to have fun and games, but it's like, you need to teach the kids like, Hey, this is the word. And, mm-hmm. uh, that was my final year of youth group. And then I served in youth ministry. Uh, let's see here, probably three or four years. Um, wow. In, in that youth group. So yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. been, I've been, I grew up in church as well. So uh, pretty much all the way up through. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, you know, since you also talked about your youth group, what, what, mm-hmm. we'll just go around the circle. We'll share. <laughs> sure. What was yours like? <laughs> yeah. Um, similar to Sam's. Uh, so youth group had its own dedicated night, which it seems like it is the mm-hmm. trend among amongst everyone here. So, you know, we had the the rule of the building for two or three hours on a Friday night. And it was always just kind of first thing you did was always your Bible lesson. So there was either a material we were working through or uh, kind of like a devotional book or one time it was just like share your favorite song and why it speaks to you. It doesn't have to be Christian. It doesn't need to be whatever. It just needs to be your um a song that speaks to you and then we talked about god and creation and all that and art and stuff which was cool and then then it all you know for me as a kid and for everyone else it led to the playing hide and seek or <laughs> playing chubby bunny or yeah. uh, shooting each other with growing paintballs. Up, right? oh yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah that's right or uh, sometimes going on a, a fun trip like to like a theme park or to the mm-hmm. movies or the beach or something yeah nice nice uh yeah i like didn't really go to youth group that often because uh, i played in a lot of like bands in mm. in high school and there was always like a gig or practice but every now and then i would go but not to my church's youth group i went to my uncle's youth group because um <clears throat> there were there were there were girls there who i didn't know and uh <laughs> you know Classic I'm just, I'm gonna... story <laughs> no but it was the real it's reason legendary, is man. I mean, hey, the real reason is because they played music there and my youth group, they're like, we don't like music. We want to play like video games and basketball. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like I want to I want to do music. But uh, Sam, I I do think that is the one thing you left out about the two primary reasons. The third is people are there to meet um, potential. (laughs) That's a big one. (laughs) It is. And it's like might be the top one, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And like thinking about because most of my youth group experience is being from like the side of leadership and just like seeing the drama that happens. Like, so those two kids aren't sitting with each other because this person was like talking to that person (laughs) and now that, and it's like so weird to be like, I don't know. I think I was like 23 and I was like, how am I getting dragged (laughs) into this crap right now? (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I had a non-traditional youth group experience because, um, just in the denomination that we, the three of us grew up in, Sam, which was the Salvation Army, it's such a Mm -hmm. unique, um, experience in that depending on where you are, it's, yeah, it's probably too small to have, like, that much of a thriving group um but sometimes there were regional events which weren't a youth group but they definitely felt like youth group mm. um and then i'm a pastor's kid so I, 
for a while when it was like just me, my parents didn't do anything. Um, and then we went to, and that's not to shade them. That's just, that's just the truth. We like went to a corn maze once and that was like the one thing we did. <laughs> um, but I, when I was in high school, I was at this very, uh, very like music focused church. It was very, very heavy and traditional in, in, in the music area. And there was a young couple, married couple that just decided to start a uh, like a small group of sorts that met at their apartment every week for like six of us uh, that were all within like a couple years of each other. And we would go through like a bit of a curriculum and then play Mario Kart for an hour and eat like a lot of Trader Joe's snacks. And it was a good time. We went to Medieval Times once. Um, and I want to go there now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was probably my I would I would call that my youth group experience because there were definitely like there was the coupling there was you know all the talks that you know same material of sorts that we generally think of um and yeah it was it was a small time but a good time call them out in case they listen to the show yes uh, that would be um Beth and Matt Grossman who are very near and dear to my heart. And they just had a baby a couple months ago. So baby. shout out Aww. to them. Hope hope baby's good. Well, well, Sam, you kind of brought up something um, I that I've always found is interesting um, about you're going to age out of youth group. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious because, again, not really be not working for a church for, you know, for a while. I don't really have a grasp on what youth group culture is like today. Mm-hmm. And kind of when last I was there, uh, it was a lot of, you know, the kids are too immature who are in high school. Like, so we're going to now, instead of 14 to 18, it's like 14 to like 25. And you have like predominantly young adults who are going there. So is that something that you would say is kind of across the board a thing or is that more like specific? I think it's, it's pretty specific um, Uh simply because it's going to be tough for, a 15 year old to connect in a group setting with a 25 year old. So for example, our church, um, for a while it was the youth group started from, well, I think it was originally eighth grade to 12th grade, which is pretty traditional. And then I think they introduced like sixth or seventh graders as well. Mm. And the culture turned to chaos and the seniors (laughs) and the juniors wanted nothing to do with it. Yet these kids were still youth group age. So they ended up splitting it. And then re reined in the culture, got their core kids back who were graduating, who they really had to make an influence on or, you know, influence them before they go off to college and, and hopefully retain them in the church and in their faith. And uh, I think the same thing, I haven't, again, seen the combined all the way up to 25. Our church oh. does um, a separate young adult group. Um, again, it is a, a kind of a bigger church, so it, it really uh, isn't a cookie cutter thing for everybody. You might have to combine everybody, which could be fine. Um, however, you might run into uh, just that being such an age, a wide age range, you might run into some uh, connection issues. Yeah. Well, and I would say the thing I I was running into is that, like, you know, the 25-year-olds don't want to sit there and hear about, like, go to school and do this. So they check out and then yep. the other kids check out and it ends up becoming like a domino effect, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also remember working for churches not in youth ministry, and they would say, like, hey, do you want to go away, like, and be a chaperone this weekend for the youth retreat? And they'd be like, no. I was like, wait, you you don't want to go? And I was like, I would rather do anything else. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that there were some like, again, like kind of regional like youth conference weekends. And I remember that it was really encouraged. I think the lowest age was like 13. Mm. Um, and then it was like really encouraged until you were about like 25, 26 to come. And I, yeah, I remember like my last year of high school, 18, I was like, okay, I'm not <laughs> yeah. coming back to this. I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. this is it. <laughs> my last like youth retreat that was aged uh, when I was like 17, that was aimed at me. I was even like, uh, okay, like, I'm glad this is my last year. Like, mm. I'm glad I'm done. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is okay though. You know, like it should, you should grow out of it. Like, just like you grow out of normal Sunday school class, like you shouldn't just want to watch Veggie Tales every mm-hmm. week. Like eventually, you want to you want to get a little bit more. And I mean, I it is interesting because I have no idea what goes on at the youth group at my church, and that's the way I want to keep it, kind of because it's <laughs> again, I'm like, well, I'm not the youth minister, so like it's none of my business is kind of the nice way of saying it. But um, I'm curious, were like events ever? an inciting invitation, I guess, to bring new people to church. Like, was it ever, was it ever like, Hey, we're going to go to winter jam, bring your unsaved friends and we're going to go. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of that. Um, especially in the youth group that I grew up in when I was younger, uh, there was, I think it was called snow camp was a big one. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't think we ever went as a youth group to winter jam. I always just went honestly, because it was more fun to go by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting good seats and I'm getting there early. Uh, so right. I'm not Who's going the to the band you're going to see. Uh, definitely skillet. Uh, that was, yeah. Who I was going to see, <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of things where it was outreach driven where it's like, Hey, bring your friends, uh, at the church we're at now, a lot of it was, um, they do a, a big push around when school would start because a lot of the youth group kids would fall off during the summer just because of sports and stuff like that. So they would really drive it home. Um, in the fall to bring friends and they do uh, competitions and stuff like that to, to hopefully get some new kids there um, mm-hmm. and to encourage the attendees to bring their friends, which I think is good. Um, but I think it's just a natural part of youth ministries. There's ebbs and flows with the seasons and uh, just got to really hammer it, hammer it hard when you know that the kids are going to be coming back in. Yeah. It's wild hearing all that. I'm like, wow, Sam's youth group had more money than all my youth groups growing up. Cause <laughs> Because we had more kids because it was like during the summer because that would just be like open the gym and let them go play, uh, read genius, a Bible verse. Yeah. yeah, or like turn on the sprinklers and like go. <laughs> go. <laughs> well, but, yeah. Yeah, I think there's also, well, it, I mean, oh gosh, not to, not to get into like all this, but I think you also think like, could that be, you know, just general churches and the money that, you know, they have? Or yeah, I think a lot could be said to leadership too. Like, is there funds available for kids and youth ministry like is that something that's being a priority to you know create like a fun interactive engaging environment for for the kids or i mean you know i'm again i'm not trying to shade anything from where we like grew up but i you know i can also think of some very like cheap alternatives to have (laughs) fun like yeah just turn the lights on in the gym and let them like do whatever they want to do yeah well Also, I don't know if like, you know, Sam or Jimmy, you could speak to this, but I never felt like I had someone who was like, I'm just your youth pastor. It was like, I'm the church's this, but I also do youth group, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that that just happens to be uh, more of a size of church sort of thing. 
And it's like early on, that's that's what it has to be, um, unfortunately. But as churches grow, um, I would say, so trying to think for the church I grew up at, since it was smaller, I think he was like a deacon and he did a bunch of stuff uh, within the church. And uh, now, you know, as you know, the church that we now go to, um, it's, it's larger. So they have the capability to have literally just a youth pastor. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been able to do that for years, which I think is pretty cool. So it's certainly something to aspire for. But yeah, I think that that certainly does happen in, uh, you know, churches that are just getting started or, or smaller churches. And um, it doesn't hurt to to push toward, hey, this is I want this to be your only role because then yeah. someone can really hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember even for me, I'd get to the end of my week and our youth group was Friday when I was, you know, I've done all my work. It's like, oh, now I need to throw a lesson together and it shouldn't be throwing a lesson together it Mm -hmm. should you know and like i'll call myself out there were times when i was like there's this cool judah smith video i'm just gonna plagiarize this and (laughs) and we're gonna run with it and that'll be youth group then we'll go like eat pizza and play kickball Mm. but you know because i think that it's hard on paper it's hard to justify for a lot of like small churches having a full-time youth ministry person but then I think a lot of churches wonder why they don't see growth. And it is kind of, you do need to invest like in the youth because they're the ones who are going to get the most excited about coming and like, they're, they're the church in 10 years. So yeah. better be doing yeah. something. But yeah. also it's like what the minions movie made, however, like many billions of dollars. And it's not because parents love the minions. You know you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. if your kids are really into stuff, they're going to want to yeah. go. Mm. Yeah. I went, yeah. I, yeah, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared. (laughs) Well, now I'm even thinking, too, about, like, you know, this experience that I shared about, like, the people that just are choosing to pour so much into it. Like, you know, the people that led my group weren't asked to do it. Like, they just chose to do it. And, uh, I mean, they really are some of the coolest people. So, it was, like, I feel very lucky in that regard. But, like, Mm. you know, like, always having snacks for us. So, like, you know, spending their own money out of pocket, mm-hmm. like, every week to make sure that we had, like, a, like a charcuterie board of whatever Whoa. we wanted. Like, yeah, I know. They were <laughs> fancy people. Like, we... <laughs> there were a few of us, but they still went, you know, they went to the greatest lengths. And, you know, I definitely think that there are those people that really do, you know, whether whether employed or not, you know, because mm. I think there are definitely people who do their jobs well, Um that just that pour so much into it too. And, and those are the people that can really make this experience like uh, something to cherish and look back on, you know, people are, are so influenced, like they, they, they add so much to an experience. Um, yeah. I agree. <clears throat> so the big question, I've been so excited for this. <laughs> We've all gone to winter jam or autumn blaze or whatever it is. And they've, you know, done the, for a cup of coffee, you can sponsor a child. They've done the, this, and now someone has come up on stage and said, throw out all your secular CDs and here are Christian (laughs) and here are the Christian alternatives. Um, did, did anybody else ever have that moment or am I all alone there? Uh, I just wasn't allowed to listen to it in the first place. So interesting. Yeah, I never went to Christian music festival. I was Christian oh, music. I didn't out. I didn't do Christian music until college. And that's just because I didn't have enough money for Spotify. So I would just take the church's CDs and <laughs> put them on my phone. Well, Amazing. Jimmy, let me let me break down your the typical trip to a, a, a Christian 
concert as he set the scene yeah it's like you get in there and Mm -hmm. like all the kids because it's like in a stadium so there's kids who like go and buy food (laughs) instead of going to sit down so then there's like some rapper who no one knows who's terrible and then like here's the local band and then like michael tate comes out with his band and then this and then finally like toby mac comes out but before Mm -hmm. toby mac they do a big like Throw out all your secular CDs and just listen to this kind of music. You know. What oh I mean? wow! <laughs> yeah, and I've, like, I've been to Christian concerts as an adult, and that throw out your secular CDs thing is usually like, "Don't go to Starbucks this week and sponsor this yeah. child for a year." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I feel like that's the new. Well, I, you know, now that streaming, I, there's more that money take in its it. place. Like well, it's n- become, not like it's pl- like like as the plug, right? I think it's become mm-hmm. like anti-capitalism rather than like you know, engaging in secular content, you know, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's like, I would like to think that that comes from like a place of sincere, like we care about these kids, but there is also a lot of like, but we want your money. So like, if you're <laughs> going to get rid of, if you're going to get rid of your Blink-182 CD, you need to know that MXPX is the Christian version. Or like, if you just stop listening to Boney there, you need to know about John Mark McMillan. Like, so go buy all this stuff, guys. So John Mark McMillan slaps, by the way. So that's that's neither here nor there. But I felt like my generation, there was a big, like, pull to disavow secular content. And I'm like, that's kind of the I don't think it. I don't think that is as much anymore. I mean, I'm not. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't. I have not heard it as much like now yeah. that i'm older i certainly like can hear like you know in the back of my head some of those conversations coming up growing up um maybe it needs to be said again to some kids i don't know but <laughs> sure mm-hmm. um well, yeah. i yeah. haven't heard it like that drum beat as hard anymore i guess that now that i actually think about it yeah well you say like there's value in that for some kids like i just wonder if you would like if you could go into that like in a little bit more detail though just out of curiosity yeah. um a blanket, I mean, to put a blanket, you should never listen to secular music or you're going to go to hell if you listen to secular music, I think is a little harsh. However, um, I think there is um, music that is designed to make you depressed. Um, seriously, like you listen yeah. to this stuff and like these kids are are cutting themselves or they're on pills or doing drugs because it literally stems from the music. Um, so I think, honestly, I don't know if that answers your question, but for me, uh, when it comes to music, I really think it impacts way more your spirit than like what people Mm. give it credit for. And that can be Mm. even, even artists that say that they're Christian or they, they hold up the Christian flag and then their music is just straight depressing. Um, There are some out there, unfortunately like that. And even in the secular world, it's, it's there. And I think it's one of the reasons that uh, we are in the spot that we're in. And it's kind of harsh to say, but I think, some of the music whether it's the cussing the sex the drugs that they just they say hey this is the lifestyle that you want to live um it's just not good to be feeding yourself that constantly i mean around here hip-hop the hip-hop scene is really huge and every every kid that doesn't go to church is literally like holding a gun making their uh their new music videos for hip-hop and then smoking weed in front of a nice car like that's they're like literally personifying that to be this like incredible thing that they're going to end up in jail one day and they're this like hard dude and it's like that's stemming from the music that they listen to i heard an interview and there was like some guy saying i thought that when people were like saying stuff like that 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 was reality 
and that I had to be like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, them realizing, oh, this person was like playing a character or something. And I remember that being a big pull of like a lot of my friends when they were making music about like, I want to talk about what's real and not like something that's made up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I think like for me, I, I was always curious because I'm a big movie guy, you know, of mm-hmm. course, but I always wondered why it was music and not like movies. You know, you know what I mean? Because like, I think movies typically are a little more violent than music because you can see it. But I think mm-hmm. music also like, there's not. I don't want to say it's not coming to you as at as much of an angle, but seemingly it's coming straight from like, oh, here's a guy who I kind of think I know a little better based on his music. Like Brad Pitt in Fight Club is like, that's Brad Pitt. He's mm-hmm. in a lot of really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of someone. Um, the singer of my of Motion City soundtrack is, you know, oh, he's he's just like me. Like, and Motion City soundtrack's great. I just couldn't think of I couldn't think of anybody else. <laughs> if you listen but, to them, yeah. you'll get a speeding ticket. <laughs> that, yeah. Hey, that's true. Uh, yeah, that story. I was driving 25 miles over the speed limit at my college campus, listening to Motion City soundtrack. The cop was like, "Slow down." He didn't. I didn't get a ticket. <laughs> On a like, campus. Oh, it's a good. It's a good album. It's, it's if you're if album. you're in college, you should know how to cross the road safely. <laughs> yeah. By that age, oh, right? By that age. By that. <laughs> also, you you shouldn't be going fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Also, but, if you're in college, you should know. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I, I like how if it was like any other road, I would have been like, all right. But when you said campus, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the community college, the poor students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. No, nah, but like. I have always been a big proponent of, uh, if that's the right word even, of be your own moral compass. Like, mm. there's, there are TV shows that personally I don't watch mm. because I'm like, you know, I don't want to be thinking about that more so. Or, and there's music that I'm like, I don't want to be thinking about that. Um, mm. And like, Jimmy, I'm even curious about like you pastoring people and like helping them along the way. What's your take on like people being their own moral compass? Yeah. You know, honestly, it's like never come up in a, in a sermon. We're not really um, big thumpers. My wife or myself, we're not like, Oh, HBO just put on this show and you should be reading your Bible instead. Unsubscribe from HBO. Yeah. It's like kind of implicit, like be your own moral compass. Like no one, we don't really even talk about Mita at all. Mm-hmm. There's no, mm. even with the kids or whatever, they're not like talking about the songs they're listening to. I'd be curious to see. I think there's some value in, in talking about that, sure. But yeah, be your own moral compass as long as it's not like, you know, very much harmful. And I think those lines sure. are fairly obvious. Yeah. Mm. And I think too, you know, if you're, you're like, you know, if you are a believer, like, uh, you know, you have that opportunity to, it, I, I guess, if you're unsure about something, like if you're not sure if something's affecting you negatively, because I've had that. I've, I remember there was a time in college even where I was, I was watching something that I was like, I, I think this is making me think about things that I don't like too much. Mm. So I'm just gonna, yeah, cut it off. And definitely when I was a teenager, because like, I don't know if it's everyone that goes through this. I don't know if it's teenage girls of like, definitely around the 15 to 16 year old age you're listening to all the depressing music back to back because you just want to (laughs) identify with something like you know you're choosing to and i like i can definitely remember how 
you know, choosing to be influenced by something really just resulted in, you know, how I acted like and and Mm. not even necessarily in a rebellious way, but just like I would just kind of like sit in bed on my computer all day, like because I just needed to be sad. Like, (laughs) Mm. um, And I think, you know, if you're really, you know, not to get like all preachy, but like, you know, if if you're worried about something to like bring that before the Lord and like this is where access to the Holy Spirit can be helpful is like, Mm -hmm. I think, yes, because also the social worker in me is like, agent of your own change if you want Mm. change you're gonna make it happen but you know you've got someone to talk to about it and that's Mm. no one better than you know the lord uh (laughs) (laughs) a plug there (laughs) for the lord well no sam i'm actually thinking about it now and there was a time in my life where i told someone every time i listen to the band brand new i get so like bummed out like Mm -hmm. every single time and now, like, on the other side of it, it's like, well, the singer is writing about what a terrible person he is, while meanwhile he was, like, grooming underage women and doing all this terrible, horrible stuff. So it's, like, a Isn't lot it of crazy time, what it does? And you don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, I'm like, I like this music, I like the songs, then you read mm-hmm. the lyrics, and it's like, oh, I, how does this apply to my life? Because I think we want art and media in a way to, like, connect with us. And there is a, you know... I think there's kind of turn off your brain and have fun, but I think, you know, music, I don't really see as much of like, even if you're like listening to music, have fun to have fun. It's like, we're going to a party tonight. We're playing, you know, whatever in the car or like I'm at home alone feeling melancholy. I'm putting this on. So it, yeah, it's, it's interesting that we don't like really think about the poll. And I think kind of where I run into issues is, with the kind of group mind of youth groups sometimes where it's like a lot of times the youth pastor is a guy who's figuring stuff out for himself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I don't like, I'm that makes to it think. tough. That makes it, it does. Really tough. Yeah. Well, so it's like, I don't like, um, game of Thrones. We'll just say that. And it's like, so I'm going to do a five part series for the kids about why they shouldn't watch game of Thrones. Yes, Jimmy. I, I I just got one when you said Game of Thrones. Yeah. The Last of Us. It's the Last of Us in the Church. We are the remnant people. <laughs> Look around. <laughs> well, it's interesting because then I think there's so many kids who like. Then they think, "Oh, am I gonna go to hell if I watch?" Like you were saying, say, I'm like, is this? Oh, it's. I could watch Game of Thrones or I could go to church. Which mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm picking on Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. <laughs> but, but I mean, there is there is kind of a level where so many kids people that i know who have left the church it's because a youth pastor said something that they didn't like and i mean the reason we started this podcast is you know years ago somebody told me i was a bad christian cuz i didn't think god's not dead was a good movie and like someone someone told me they're like you hate god <laughs> someone was like you hate oh god cuz you don't like these christian movies and i was like i don't i don't like yeah. christian movies i'll just put that one of us. Yeah, we have one of us. One of us. <laughs> but like that Sorry, was a thing Tate. where Michael Tate's a great guy, but I can't do the movies. <laughs> no. Well, that was a thing too, where like people were telling me that, and there's been so many people who started listening to the podcast and like, you know, like I also wasn't allowed to say Christian media isn't as good. And I think of to quote a Christian movie, I think about I can only imagine that movie. 
And there's a scene where Bart Miller's like, I'm not going to settle for second best. And it's kind of like the whole reason we have a Christian music scene is because people are willing to, like, <laughs> again, like, it's so weird to think that there was a time where we were selling music based on, like, if you like Slipknot, here's Under Oath. And mm-hmm. even again, thinking about that, like, so many of the, you know, Christian bands I grew up listening to don't profess to be Christian anymore. Mm. Which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, my. My mom threw out all my Fallout Boy CDs because she didn't like the lyrics, and then I bought <clears throat> I bought Under Oath CDs, and she's like, "Well, they're Christian, so my hands are tied." <laughs> and now they're not. <laughs> Take that, mom. Take that, Shino. <laughs> but but I mean, at the same time, I mean, 2008. Now that I'm thinking about it, the Christian like metal scene was really booming because mm-hmm. like. My youth group culture was like, so I was living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the time, which I don't know if you know this. There's a lot Creation of metal. festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go to that? Of, I, w- I was always on vacation when uh-huh. that was happening, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there was always like every youth group would always have a show. Like mm-hmm. there would always be like some band and they'd be like, we're a Christian band. And then as I got older, and I knew the guys playing on those bands. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you're not. But it was like very much people were able to pretend to be there. They could pretend to be like safe mm-hmm. enough for like to send your kids to. And like some of the most insane things happened there, you know? And it's like, I don't want to be like wolves in sheep's, sheep's clothing. But I think that like. No, it's teaching, fair. I think that's fair to say. I think if we're teaching kids that like you know secular things are bad too it's uh, like you were saying sam it's like but also christian stuff can there be. is some christians that my my sister growing up listened to uh a rapper i won't name mm-hmm. him because some of the stuff is all right but she was like <laughs> it, i think it really made her depressed listening to it my parents were like yeah. okay we're done with this this is uh this is not helping uh you in life mm-hmm. and i don't listen to him at all it's it's very dark mm-hmm. and i mean you know i like i mean heavy rock and metal like has that like dark feel and i i'm mm-hmm. fine with that but this was like different this was like this guy has some major issues sure mm-hmm. he might be christian but like the issues are coming out in the music and unfortunately it's not i wouldn't say it's transferring to everybody but a lot of people identify with it uh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> good guess he knew <laughs> yeah, maybe you maybe you run into it, <laughs> it, it if you support I on like patreon it. maybe well no I'm um yeah no, I was just saying I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred. I heard him. Yeah. I heard that guy rap too, and I was like, something, something's off about, about yeah. him. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, glad I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, I think again, like for so many people, like putting on music is how they cope with with their issues. It and is, like, yeah. I remember my mom. Like, there'd be times when she was stressed, when she'd be stressed, and she'd like put on an, an Amy Grant album, and it sounds silly now, but it's like that's how she was like getting through her stuff, you know. Yeah. And that's how we're all getting through our stuff. And I think youth group, perhaps in its best form, should be a way where we teach children how to get through their stuff um, healthily, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also, I, I feel like there's a there's kind of an elephant in the room when we talk about youth group. But, like, for a lot of kids, this is the one time that they're meeting with other kids because of, like, the homeschool component. In a lot oh, of ways, you know? yeah. Yes. That was me. <laughs> so I'm curious because to me, youth group was always, you go to public school, you need to be bringing your friends here. You mm-hmm. need to be living out your faith out loud. You need to like stop being a coward and wear this shirt Where that says Jesus. 
wear your Jesus Pepsi shirt. And, the Reese's. Like, oh, Reese's. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, like, I went into school, like, looking for trouble when I would wear my Jesus shirt. Like, I would show up in, like, my Jesus shirt with the Pepsi logo, like, I'm ready to get stoned like Steven. And the, the well, truth is, no one cared. They were like, okay, cool. So, what was that like as a homeschooler to go to youth group? Uh, it's where all the other homeschoolers hung out. So, <laughs> uh, no, there was there was a lot of public schoolers, but uh, we did we did get together there. Um, no, that was that was like the cool day of the week is really what it was. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, we get to hang out with our friends, and even as you got older, like um, for me, I, I I did play sports in high school, so I did have the interaction, which is I'm pretty thankful for. Um, yeah. However, uh, you know, I think even now, like more kids are, it was like kind of rare when I was growing up, like, oh, you're, you're the homeschooler. But I think a lot more kids are, are homeschooled now. And, uh, I think it's something people are going to run into, but yeah, this is like that day of the week that they're around, uh, their peers. So they, they, one might be absolutely crazy or two, um, (laughs) just a weirdo, but hopefully that was not (laughs) one I ever fell into. (laughs) That's wild. That's so crazy. Jimmy, did you ever like go to high school with any of the kids from your youth group or no? Because for me, definitely not. Like none of the kids, there was no chance I was going to run into anyone I went into high school with at my church because there were so many churches in like, mm. you know, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. There's like yeah. one on every block. So it's like yeah. no one went to the same youth group, really. Yeah, it, it was an interesting scene. M- my youth group career was seventh through 10th grade because in 10th grade we're like the last of the the last of the last we were the we were the last of us <laughs> and uh so happy you're here jimmy thank you uh so um i had two friends that i went to high school with and then two two other ones like went to the one across town and then a couple lived across the bridge and they would come so it was like three high schools together but they were just the kids that went to church too. So there wasn't like, we didn't have youth group only kids growing up. Mm. So I think that might be unique to our situation. I feel mm-hmm. like other places like, you know, Wednesday night, that's my church. I go to youth group sure. on Wednesday night, but don't go on Sunday. We were, you know, Fridays and Sundays. Mm. So um, I am curious though, Jimmy, you've pastored uh, a church for how many years now? Three? Two, two and a half. Two and a half. You've been involved in youth ministry. Do you have any crazy youth group stories? Yeah, um, I I don't have any crazy youth group stories because we we just started this uh, September. We started youth group and we've we've done the age bracket things. We don't have any high school age kids, but we had a couple of kids group kids that aged up. So now we have a sixth to eighth grade thing. And my wife and one of the ladies from church teaches that. So I'm I'm completely hands off. I'm trying to think of a story. I mean, sometimes my wife will, yeah, sometimes my wife will share a funny story like, oh, you know, we were talking about such and such and -and so-and-so said this and it was cute because they're not really a church. They're not church, so they're just kind of figuring out themselves. I I have one for you if you want. Do you want to tell Sam about the, do you want to tell Sam about the story you were alluding to earlier about me and and children? Yeah. In prayer. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So this is, all right. We're, uh, let's, let's uh, consider summer camp youth group for all intents and purposes of this. And that youth, that youth group ranges from first grade to eighth grade. So we're on the same traveling uh, ministry team that Hannah and Zach were on, but it is 2013. 
we were at a camp in Western New York, and I was teaching guitar for the week, and Zach, I also had a helper, Zach was teaching drama to seven-year-olds by yourself or like with a camp helper, but not really a helper. I mean, there were two guys who they assigned to me, but they like sat in the corner with and didn't do anything. Two with, other bodies. So with Zach 15 is 15 children who are all seven. Yeah. yeah. So Zach, he it's, um, and I was like 20 by the way. So like not equipped. <laughs> yeah. And Zach, you were equipped. You were a stand up Christian because it's break. Let's call it Monday through Friday. It's like Tuesday. And Zach comes to me. He goes, Jimmy, there's just this one kid. I'm just struggling with him, man. Like, I, I can't reach him. He's he's just too wild. And I just I just can't rein him in. I just really need to pray about this. So he he prayed for patience with that child. He prayed for that child. And the next day. You're better than during- me, bro. I would not. <laughs> he is. Saint, Saint Zachary so much more saved than Smith me. Michaels. This story takes yeah. a dark turn in a second. <laughs> Fast forward. Wednesday. The very same break time, Zach comes to me, head down. Jimmy, I did something real bad. I went, what did you do? He goes, remember yesterday when I prayed about so-and-so? I go, yeah. He goes, homie fell off the playground and broke his arm, and he's gone the rest of the week. So from that point, I learned that Zach cannot pray on my behalf because he did not have to deal with that kid. And his patience. Your prayers worked. His prayers yeah. worked. Well, <laughs> fast forward then, I think like maybe seven years, and there I am again working at a camp teaching theater. And again, I have this one kid who like just won't listen, doesn't want to be there, and like made it a point to be like, my parents made me come here. I don't want to be here. And so just one day I was like, you know, I don't want to like just scream at the kid or like kick him out of my class. Like I want to like make this a good experience for him. So I was again, I was like, I just need to like pray for patience and I just need to pray for, you know, like specifically pray for patience with him. I'm getting all my kids later to come and I'm like, Hey, where's this kid? And they're like, Oh, he fell and broke his arm on the playground. (laughs) (laughs) He's going home. And I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta stop. Like sometimes what are the chances, dude? (laughs) This is why Zach left. um, (laughs) That's why I don't work for that church anymore. But now (laughs) that don't pray for your preschoolers. Oh my goodness. But here's the (laughs) thing. Like they're preschoolers. So it's like, I actually need a lot of patience. So like when I'm like in the morning, every now and then when I'm like doing my prayers, I'm like, and you know, help me with some of those fruits of the spirit. What's the synonym for patience that won't break an arm? Steadfastness. Yeah. It could be. Resolve. Just add the amendment in there. I pray for patience and, and with no injuries. Insert name. Yes. Without any injuries. I want to be in one piece. <laughs> I'm. It is crazy to me to think about how, like, listening to your show, that like the entire culture of youth group is like things going wrong. <laughs> Dude, there is like. I will uh, get a story. I'm like, man, you cannot top that story. Next week, I'll get a story <laughs> that tops the story from before. And it's happened wow. so many times. I have to say, I think the story that like, there's stories that I hear and in the moment, it mm-hmm. blows my mind. <laughs> and then thinking about it, I'm like, no, I could I could definitely see like some that happening sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, the one where you talked about um, <clears throat> the guy in the trench coat. It was like <laughs> the guy in the trench. So that's a if, good story, dude. If, if you two don't know, there's a guy in a trench coat who's like preaching. Was he talking about like dating specifically? Did they yeah, say or just it was like, a purity talk? Basically. Yeah, it was a purity. 
it was a purity talk, and then he <laughs> like rips off the trench coat and he's in like a leopard print ladies like bathing suit and he's like these are all the places you don't touch on a lady wherever the bathing oh, suit is covering no. yeah you should not that's be where, yeah <laughs> which like on the one hand on the one hand i feel like if i didn't know how to think and someone pitches that idea to me i get it where it's like well then when the kids are thinking about like some girl they're gonna see this guy in their mind and go Ugh. <laughs> is it is it good uh, it's it's Mr. Is the Josh. trauma worth it though <laughs> Trauma because like i've shut down so many ideas in like my my time working in children's ministries like one was a guy wanted to do a flash mob with the children where mm. like he's like we're gonna bring them all into the theater and we're gonna sit them down and we're gonna do a flash mob and i was like they're gonna it's think good way to get so shot <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i was like the kids yeah. are gonna think that that's so stupid <laughs> Like, they're not going to go, wow, look at these, like, you know, overweight men in their mid-20s, like, trying to shimmy. Like, I, I, <laughs> tell me more, please. <laughs> That's why. Oh, it's no. insane. Yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Do, do you have anything or no? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I... No, I mean, I've had some pretty crazy purity talk experiences, of like oh. slideshows. I honestly though, you know, like a lot of that also comes from just like um I think if there is gonna be like a question answer time, like the anonymous question route is the way to go. Mm. Like um There's a couple you know, stories on the show about that one. Yeah. Where yeah. um <laughs> like there were definitely times I was at an event where like people would get up to the microphone and ask a question and it's just so it's such an experience to know, like, like, cause, th cause then you're consciously thinking like this person needs the answer to that. Yeah. And then it's, I, it's, it's I, not those my friend. Are, yeah. That, that was always like the weird ones for me where I was like, I don't need to, I don't need to, to ruin some of my friendships like this. Like, <laughs> um, you should always scream, screen questions ahead of time. Absolutely. And then another thing I've learned is if you, if someone is just coming up to talk, is the pastor hold the mic for them? Yes. So yes. You can <laughs> pull it away. Uh, yeah, that one has come up a few times. Some so bad that I'm just like, I can't even share. This is too inappropriate <laughs> yeah. to share. And there have been some inappropriate ones I've shared, so that should give you an idea of how bad. Like how bad, yeah. I'm trying to think of an appropriate one that I can share now, and I'm like, none of them, because it's always <laughs> like some kid got up and held the mic and went on for 30 minutes about like, so I, I do have one. I was leading a, uh, a a breakout session at a worship retreat, which was like, hey, if you're a teen and you like the praise and worship, like Zach is going to be down in one of the cabins, like doing worship time. And part of that, I was like, you know, guys, worship isn't just singing. It's like talking about what you've been experiencing and like, is there anything God's been speaking into your life? So one of the other like youth pastors in the room helps me out by like getting it started about like, oh, this happened. Mm. And a lot of kids started like, sharing because this was in ohio and a lot of kids were sharing stories about like their encounters with like racism and they're like i didn't know how to deal with it because i felt like the bible didn't say anything and you know my pastor actually really like gave me some helpful scriptures and it's this mm. beautiful time and then this one real like southern boy full camo and he has like a, a coonskin cap on he goes actually uh i have something i'd like to share uh 
my my girlfriend and I, we uh you know, we've been through a lot together and uh she's taught me that some of the things that I thought it was bad to do that uh it's actually okay to do and uh I'm glad that she's taught me. So I think the next the next worship song we should sing is a uh, God gave me you by Luke Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know who Luke Bryan is. So I'm there like is that a is that a worship song? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, let me sing it. And luckily, I had the wherewithal to be like, how about like good, good father? How about yeah. we, how about like no longer slaves? We'll do something like that. Oh my goodness! Uh, but that was <laughs> there was this uh, this one story where it, it was sort of like that. It wasn't really like a purity talk. It was more of like a I guess sort of like a testimony time. Mm-hmm. The kid got up and broke up with his girlfriend from the stage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. I feel the spirit I, leading I me in a different direction. <laughs> I can see that a hundred percent happening. <laughs> yep, I see it. Because <laughs> again, yeah. this is this God is me listening. This is me <laughs> yeah. listening to the show, and I'm like, I I can't believe. No, I can see that. Question: Because uh, yeah. everybody was youth group here. Has anyone uh, dated another member of the youth group? Second follow up question: Has anyone used like the God's leading me in a different direction. Like it's not me, it's you thing in this group or no? I'm gonna plead the fifth. No, that's no, no. fun. Okay. I, no. I got no, I got called out for the say. bean boozled episode because people were like, tell us your dark secrets. No, I <laughs> I wanna know. Not at youth group age, but gotcha. I definitely like in the past I was like, I'm being called to something else, so we have to mm-hmm. break up. But it was never like God is calling. I never did that. God told me you're going to be my wife or anything. It it mm-hmm. was like from a place of sincere, like I am moving somewhere new. I don't know that this relationship's going to work. I will say, I was going to this youth group because there was a girl who I found attractive. My uncle's youth group, and this was ninth grade. Um, and then her little brother like found out and he was too young to be going to youth group. But part of the thing was like, like, Hey, we're doing our, our hay ride and, and, and stuff like that. And so I went there and her little brother's like trying to get in with me. And he's like, I'm hanging out with you because you like my sister. And I was like, Oh, no one knows that buddy. And he was like, no, we, we all know that. And like, he kept getting like mad at her for being mean to me because she's like, I don't know why you don't like him. I like him. He's a good guy. And I was like, I'm this never coming. Sounds like a 50 year old man. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania is a weird place. But he was like, uh, he was like, I'm, he's like, after that moment, I think that was my last time going there. Cause I was like, it's too, it, it, there's families here. I, I can't, I can't be a part of this. You guys want a story that hasn't been on the podcast yet, but it's in the queue. Yes. Yeah. Oh, an exclusive, okay. Sam? Yes. Exclusive. Um, <laughs> there was this kid, apparently, at camp. I might butcher a little bit. You'll hear it on the show in a couple months. Um, there was a kid. He was at camp, and he had a crush on a girl. And all week long, he was, like, trying to get her to go out with him. And then one one night, he comes back to the cabin, and he, like, falls to his knees and goes, She's gay! I didn't have the heart to tell him that she probably was just trying to be nice and that's the only excuse she could come up with. That's how she rejected him. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. I love the detail of like he fell yeah. onto I the know, ground. Just in like, agony. Yeah. <laughs> I've been oh, in wow. I've been in youth groups where the youth pastors been like, no one here date. <laughs> 
that's gonna be a big <laughs> that's a good problem. Rule to be Fair. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Like when I was a kid, I was like, that's kind of dumb. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a gr- that's a I, great idea. Yeah, I never dated anyone, but I did have someone pull the God told me that we we're gonna end up together on me, and I was like, no. Cause, he didn't cause tell me. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he said it in a weird way where he was like, "Yeah, well, I can't wait to be your mom's son-in-law one day." And I was like, "What? Which sister? What? Do you like? Well, yeah, that's yeah. I have three sisters, so I was like, who are you talking about? Because <laughs> it's not me. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's a good place for us to uh, close out the episode. But Sam, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and coming on our show. And where is there anything you want to plug, and where can people find you? Um. Well, first off, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Uh, as for uh, where you can find me, you can find me on TikTok, Sam T. Moss. And then uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Youth Group Chronicles is available. Um, you know, you can check it out on Spotify, iTunes, uh, not iTunes, but Apple Podcasts. And then also we just started a YouTube channel. So we're uh, slowly chipping away and doing full video episodes. So we have to go back and edit them and get them uploaded. But we have a, a few up. And uh, more to come. We have 40 in the can that need to get up there, but uh, it is coming soon. So That's awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. And just, uh, it was interesting when you said, like, when the stories co- stop coming, we won't have a show anymore. Yeah, and it's the truth. I, I hope the stories never stop coming because <laughs> your, your show is so good and it's awesome. Hey, thanks, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about this plug all week. Uh, it's a serious plug. The Honey Initiative is always a serious plug. If you haven't booked the Honey Initiative for your next gig, what what are you even doing? Are you even planning a real worship service if they're not leading it? Uh, but this... Uh, Sam, that's Sam and my band, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> and they're phenomenal. Yeah. And they are delightful. But uh, a real... A, a secondary plug would be uh, the Daily Radio Bible Podcast with Hunter and Heather. It's a, a podcast that I've been listening to for almost 10 years now. It's a daily radio Bible uh, podcast. It, it goes through the Bible one time in a year. It goes through the Old Testament one time. It goes through the New Testament twice. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it's really good to listen to. Sometimes there are special guest readers. And there's usually a little like two to five minute devotional at the end. So it's a, it's a great way to start your day. It's a great way to listen something to listen to on your drive if you're not listening to uh youth group chronicles or uh or <laughs> your, your podcast is is much more important to listen to uh definitely get the <laughs> the word in first before youth group chronicles <laughs> start your day yeah, with, with the daily radio, radio. yeah daily then radio. youth group chronicles for lunch to get you over that midday mall and then when you're ready you have to, to go, go home repent, sleep unfortunately after listening to some <laughs> <laughs> i would say finish with god tells but then you'll have to repent again but <laughs> yeah there's a few of that yeah <laughs> yeah uh hannah yeah well you know jimmy said the honey initiative which we're oh so grateful for um and that we are at the honey initiative on all social media um tiktok facebook instagram youtube um yeah and oh well uh and at godfellas the pod on instagram we just shared some of uh my like pictures from when i was like a kid so we're like we're putting more like interactive stuff up there things you can make fun of and engage with so (laughs) more polls more questions we're we're trying to do more questions and answers so if you're watching our stories uh you might you might might be able to get uh one of your responses on the pod um 
So we, we highly recommend that you check that out on Insta. Yeah. And then before we uh, get out of here, I just want to plug Mitch Dupree's LinkedIn. He is very close to 500 he's connections. He's at 499. He's at 499. If you are more. the 500th, what's a LinkedIn friend? A Linkster? A Link buddy? Link? Linkmates? I think it's just a, a link? link connection. Oh, that's way so yeah. We need it. Yeah. yeah, we need to do like a giveaway. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. We will send you free merch if you can yeah. prove that you were the 500. Or just <laughs> ask us. No, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, next week. We are going to be talking about season three of The Chosen. So we're very excited about that. Very excited that that's uh, all been happening. So if you haven't watched season three or the show, go do that now. And then you'll be ready for next week. But until then, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Miss Hannah. I've been Mr. Jimmy. I am Mr. Sam. <laughs> we didn't tell him. Oh, it's all good. I, I'll catch on. <laughs> He's that a person the wheel of the <laughs> He's a professional. I, I was like, he'll, he'll know. He'll get it. Get it. He, he picks up social cues. <laughs>